So this episode, uh, I'm really excited to have uh, Linda here with me. So today we're going to talk about uh, back pain and her experiences with dealing with back pain. And then at the end, we'll give you some tips uh, to deal with back pain. I think back pain is very uh, a common uh, issue that people that people deal with, So, including myself. So I think it would be a really good opportunity to talk through someone else's experience dealing with back pain and along with that, some things you could do to help with back pain. So hope you're excited for this episode and, and we'll go ahead and get started. So Linda, again, thank you for taking the time uh, to do this. I know we chatted a couple couple times prior to this, but uh, I am excited to talk to you about your experiences dealing with back pain and also some things people can do to help with back pain. Um, but want to give you, uh, do you want to get a quick introduction, uh, who you are, your background with fitness and kind of what you do? Yeah, for sure. And I want to thank you for having me on and giving me the opportunity to share my experience and any tips that I may have. <laughs> so my name is Linda and I currently work in finance for a fitness technology company. Uh, my passion is fitness and I've been uh, in the fitness space for, I would say, almost 10 years now. Um, I started in 2013. I taught myself how to weightlift, and I fell in love. I learned everything under the sun. <laughs> I became a fitness nutrition specialist, a personal trainer, and a corrective exercise specialist. Um, a lot of that was due to my own experiences with pain. Um, and I exercised consistently five times a week for about four years. So the issue that I had was chronic neck and back pain um, started about 2011. And it kind of compounded in 2018 to sciatic pain. So Throughout those years, I was trying to figure out, you know, how can I, how can I solve this? You know, I, at first it wasn't painful. I just noticed that I had things felt off when I was squatting at the bottom of the squat. I felt my hips were like, I felt one hip was more prominent than the other. Like, you know, when you squat all the way down and you feel kind of like your thighs pressing against you, it's like, yep, yep. Looking out. I was like, what's going on there? <laughs> so I was like, this is weird. Let me look this up because I'm just a curious soul. So looked it up and then I fell in love with anatomy also. So um, basically I was diagnosed with idiopathic scoliosis. Okay. Is <laughs> that is uh abnormal spinal curvature with no specific reason for it right and sorry go ahead oh no go ahead keep keep talking go ahead um so that was a little confusing because i was like well why is there no reason for this like there has to be a reason but it seems that there are some genetic and environmental factors like sitting for too long or Maybe your parents had the same thing and didn't realize it. So 
I was going to the chiropractor for a few years. We'll say maybe five years. And things got better from time to time, but it always came back. So I ended up taking some the corrective exercise course and I learned about uh, squat analysis. So I looked into that. I saw that my squat was a little off. I wasn't going straight up and down, but kind of veering off to the side a little bit and my foot would turn out on the other side. And I was like, what's going on here? So I set off on the journey to strengthen certain muscles that I believed would help me to be more aligned. Yeah. And going back to idiopathic scoliosis. So that is scoliosis is a curvature of the spine, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I think a lot of people may not realize that they even have uh, scoliosis, even minor scoliosis. I, I know I have, I have minor scoliosis and I go to the chiropractor once, once a week to, to, to correct that and deal with that. But uh, I think uh, a lot of people can benefit from uh, something that you mentioned, which is that mind-muscle connection, right, of identifying that something was off when you were doing your squat and then you actually did an analysis. Um, but I, some people uh, have an easy time doing that and some people don't. But can you talk through uh, more in more detail that squat analysis and that, that how you felt how you felt when something was off? I don't think a lot of people put those two and two together of something's off and you, and you feel it. Uh, but some people just don't pay attention to that feeling. Mm, that's a good question. Um, and it could be so subtle, too. And I think that's why it took me a little while to start to sense that something was off. It was like, OK, I'm moving, but maybe, you know, my my leg felt weaker on one side than the other. And I noticed if I was doing glute exercises, then I didn't have enough strength to like extend my leg back as much as the other side. So I was noticing these inequalities that I thought was odd. Um, it definitely felt different. Like if you do maybe a single leg lunge on your left leg, that could feel very different from a single leg lunge on your other leg. Or even if you're doing arm exercises, one arm is going to be stronger than the other, which is natural to a degree. But when it becomes like severely weaker, then you're like, wait, what's going on here? So I think I, I noticed that and I was like, I need to find out why this is happening. This is doesn't seem normal to me. Um, and I just was kind of concerned that it would cause degeneration over time. Mm-hmm. Or like I can get an injury from this right. if I do a back squat with, right. you know, a heavy weight. Yeah. I think that's really key that you, you recognize that something was off instead of doing what a lot of people I think do is they just push through it or they just ignore it or they hope it goes away. You said, okay, something's mm-hmm. off. I need to, I need to do something about that and took action to, to do something about that. Um, I know, I know I, there's sometimes my pride gets in the way or I don't want to miss time in the gym. And so I, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm the first to say that I'm guilty of ignoring, you know, issues, but I think that's a, a huge mistake that oh, a huge mistake you can make if you just 
ignore something, especially if you if you recognize that something feels off or you know that something's off and just like a lot of times things just don't go away on their own, right? Like especially when it comes to your body, things don't just go away. Usually they, they, something has to happen for that to go away. So that's really a crucial point a lot of people take away is that don't just ignore something, right? If you feel like something's off or you, something hurts, that's, that's a huge um, red flag that something's not right that you need to go fix or correct or do something about. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I was there too. I was the person that pushed through that ignored until it got to a point where it was like, my hip just feels weird. I was like, right, I right. can't get over this. Like every single time I was moving, I was feeling right. it. So, you know, there comes a point, like a breaking point, you know, where it's like, okay, are you going to wait for actual pain to show up before you do something? Or are you going to be a little proactive and take some preventative measures against that? Absolutely. I think that's another key point is that sometimes things are off with us before we even get to that pain point. Right. And I think we need to I think you did a really good job of recognizing that with your idiopathic scoliosis before before you had pain, you felt like something was off. You were, you were in a lot of pain, but something was off. And I think that's a really key point is that if you get to the point where you feel pain, then you, you went too far. Right. And we want to identify issues before they become issues where we're in pain. So I think that's something really awesome that you did that a lot of people don't do, including myself. Like I'm guilty of that uh, as well. I think I need to work on. That's why I'm going to the chiropractor. But yeah, I think that's that's really awesome that you did that before you even really felt pain. You Something was off and you took action. Um, but I also want to move, move on to the squat analysis that you did. I think that's really, really, really cool that you did that. So can you talk me through uh, what a squat analysis is and how you actually did that? Yeah. Um, so in the corrective exercise textbook, uh, and this was a few years ago, so let's see if I recall, but um, I know that we had a few different places to look as far as when you're moving down, what happens to your hips? Do they say square? Or do they shift from side to side? What happens to your feet? Does one foot or both feet turn out? Or do they stay straight? What happens to your knees? Are they also turning out? So those things could kind of identify what might be weak points in your body. Some people might have really flat feet. Like me, for instance, I have very flat feet. And that can affect the weight distribution of your entire body. And over time, that can cause compensations where maybe my the smaller muscles in my glutes are working more than they need to, to help me to walk or to squat or to do certain exercises versus the larger glute muscle, which is not as active as it should be. And that's when it starts to create pain when muscles are activated more than they should be because of those compensations. So with the squat analysis, um, I sat down, I studied the different pieces to look at, how I moved um, when I was squatting. And there are other exercises in there too um, that can help you to identify weak points in the body. I just found it so interesting to go through and 
I love like learning about myself. So it just seemed like a natural thing for me to do um, because I was dealing with something that was off. Right. And when you did the squat analysis, did you uh, like videotape, like record yourself squatting or how, how did you do that? Or like just look at yourself in the mirror? I did all the above. I looked at myself in the mirror. I recorded it. Someone else record me. I recorded other people to see like what their um, what their results were and compared that. And there could be some similarities between people, but everyone is is uh, different to a degree based on how they hold their body in space. But yeah, I definitely recorded myself, recorded myself running, recorded myself walking. Um, doing different exercises to see like, okay, maybe one shoulder is more strong than the other, or, you know, why is that? What's the positioning looking like compared to the other one? Um, is one calf bigger than the other one because it works more? Those type of things. Um, and it was it was interesting and kind of fun, even though it wasn't like a fun situation to be in. Um but I recommend, you know, looking up a squat analysis online and like seeing what you could do on your own um, to try to identify what you're what you have going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think you could extend that out to really any sort of exercise, uh, squat, deadlift, bench, mm-hmm. um, you know, even simple things like a bicep curl. I think it's it, it can be beneficial even if you don't feel like something's off that you could maybe it's something that you're doing incorrectly or something you could be doing better that you don't even realize until you actually uh, take some time to uh, analyze yourself in a mirror or prefer- preferably uh, recording yourself, right? Because you can go back, look at the video, uh, see what you're doing wrong or, or things that you're doing uh, correctly. So I, I think just doing that analysis, uh, if you're really serious about uh, improving your performance or training or your biomechanics uh is is good and beneficial for anyone to do i i think i've done one see i've, I've done an analysis on my squat my bench lift and my deadlift um because i like you i was very curious and also just wanted to see what i look like because it's very different to watch yourself on video than just looking yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. as you think you're doing all the right things but then you're like nope you know, I'm off a little bit or that needs to be better. So I think it's really, it can be really um, interesting to see yourself on video uh, rather than just looking at yourself in the mirror or, or just assuming that you're doing everything correctly. For sure. Yeah. And it's so, that's what makes it fascinating too. It's kind of like you think you're doing something right or in a certain way and you look at it on video and you're like, what? I, I didn't even realize that. And the way you sense your body and the way your body moves through space could be mm-hmm. two completely different things. Right. So you have to like kind of make that connection, like how you have mentioned before, mind muscle connection to train your brain to use the proper muscle so that the way you feel your body in space is the same as how you look when you're moving through space, if that makes any sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, and I think it is challenging because I think that mind muscle connection comes over time. I don't, I don't think that mm-hmm. it's something that you can just, once you start training, you're just like, okay, I have my, my, my muscle connection. It, it takes time to develop 
but at the same time, I think that if you, I think it can be accelerated if you actually really focus and concentrate on every single movement that you're doing in the gym and, and how you feel and, uh, kind of how your body moves a little bit. Um, there are certain exercises that sometimes I'll do and I think, okay, I'm hitting my back and I feel it in my triceps. So that's not right. Something's off. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but I, I, I think it does come with time, but I think it can be accelerated if you really think about what you're doing in the gym or, or whatever you're doing, working out. Um, if you really think about what you're doing and, uh, I know sometimes it's really easy to get distracted or zone out, but if you really think about what you're doing, mm -hmm. every single movement that you're doing, I think it can be accelerated, but I think it also does take time. And, you know, you, you and I both have spent countless hours in the gym working out. So I think it's, for us, it's pretty, it comes naturally, but I think it can be accelerated a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It definitely comes over time and it can be accelerated through being intentional with your movements. You know, if, I think there's, there's empty movements. If you're, you know, doing any kind of lift really, and you're like, just trying to get to, you know, that end point of like, lifting the weight, right? But what muscles are you using? You know, are you are you feeling the burn or are you feeling the activation in your muscles versus just being like, huh, you know, pushing through it and then like maybe you're using the wrong muscle to lift your arm. Right. So right. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you and that's also like one of the things that I really focus on now when I'm working out is being slow and intentional. And it would be it could be very surprising to realize how hard it is to lift even like five pounds the correct way, you know, right. using muscles that you don't really have a connection with yet. It, it's hard in the beginning and then it becomes, you know, more automatic. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I did want to move on. Uh, to how uh, what you did to actually, or I guess some, some of the challenges you had with your pain. Um, can, you talk, can you talk through some of the challenges you had with your pain? Yeah, for sure. So at first it was like nagging neck and back pain that I had. Um, and that's when I went to the chiropractor and they were like, you have idiopathic scoliosis and that at the time, you know, I was squatting, so I was working out still, and I noticed like I was off, but I didn't really have chronic daily pain. So that was for a few years. And then around 2018, something happened where I was like training in a new way with a new trainer. And you know, I still completely respect like the trainer and what they were doing, but something just didn't go well in my body. And like a week later, after I worked with them, I had this new lower back pain. And I was like, this is weird. This feels different. What is going on? And it turned out to be the beginning of sciatica, which is like shooting pain down one or both legs, uh, numbness, tingling, just a terrible, terrible feeling. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And that lasted for almost two years, starting in 2018. And that's when I started to ramp up my, uh, my education, my self-education, and take physical therapy courses, really complicated, like 
anatomy and physiology. And I was desperate because I couldn't sit or stand for more than 15, 20 minutes. And I was working full time in an office. I had to sit down for periods of time. I had to go to meetings. So, you know, how was I going to manage that? I was the one that was constantly shifting in their chair throughout the meeting. And people were probably looking at me like, what's wrong with her? I'm carrying around a donut too, like not right, a donut, right. but like um, a cushion, a seat cushion. Right, right. Yep. And been there, been there. It's, it's embarrassing. You know, it's like, you don't want to draw attention to yourself for like some odd reason. Right. So right. that, you know, it was physical pain and also like the mental part of it too was very hard. Um, so I had to take cabs to work. Usually I would take the train. I live in New York, so you could take the train anywhere. You don't even need a car. <laughs> and that's what I had done. Um, but I had to take a cab because I couldn't sit in the seats and I couldn't stand for a long period of time either. So what I would do is I would take the cab and I would lay on my side in the back seat. Wow. And I'm sure the <laughs> I'm sure the driver was like, what's going on? Are you okay? Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, those little things like that, but it was really taxing on my mental health because I'm the type of person that I need to move. I need to be active, you know, running, walking, cycling, skating, whatever the case may be. Um, and it also is just good for endorphins. Um, you feel good after you exercise. So right. I was used to getting that boost, but now it was like, I couldn't work out anymore at all. Right. And every time I tried, I would get another flare up and mm -hmm. it was kind of like my body was punishing me for trying to get better, which was, it was a crazy loop, um, to me. So there was a lot of suffering uh, in those two years, and I did all that I could to um, try to help that situation. So mm -hmm. I had acupuncture, massage, um, chiropractor, sauna, um, you name it, I probably did it. <laughs> and eventually it started to taper off. So, you know, maybe at one point, actually, I want to backtrack and say like at my worst, I was in bed for like days at a time. I couldn't mm -hmm. stand yep. because as soon as I sat on the edge of the bed and my feet hit the floor, it was just instant electric shocks. I've, I've been there. I've been there. Same thing. I, I, Fortunately, I was working at my lowest. I was working from home and I had a stack of pillows just because my yeah. back was in so much pain and I was laying down a lot. And that, that's what prompted me to go to the chiropractor finally because I just, I was, this, this is not sustainable. It was just awful. Yeah. So I, I've definitely been there and you can't really, can't really sit at all. And yeah, I've, I've been there. It's, it's, it's awful. terrible. Yeah, awful. it's so bad. And you know, you get desperate. It's like, well, what the heck can I do? I can't be laying in bed all the time. When is this right. going to end? You know? <laughs> right, right. So, um, thankfully, it started to taper off, you know, after about almost at the two year mark. And I think one of the things that really 
helped me with that was changing my sleeping position. Mm, okay. So, and I still do it to this day. And I have like five pillows. <laughs> I have two pillows under my knees. And once I started doing that, that really helped. I think it relieved the compression in my lower back. Okay. Okay. Which may have been contributing to the sciatica because sciatica is a pinching of your nerve. Mm-hmm. And that could either start in your glutes through a small muscle, piriformis muscle spasming and kind of mm-hmm. choking off the nerve, or it could be compression in your lower back or any part of your back, I believe, that the sciatic nerve runs through. Right, right. So the pillows under the knees helped me a lot. And I had like a small towel under my neck so that not those really big pillows that will right. jut your head forward. Yeah. I stopped doing that. And that started to allow my body to kind of heal a little bit. So I was so, so grateful for that. And then I also was looking up, you know, physical therapists because I had never mm-hmm. gone to a physical therapist before, despite all the other things that I did. I guess mm-hmm. I was concerned about health insurance and uh, the location of the the office that I really wanted to go to it was like too far away. Um, but I was able to find a wonderful physical therapist. Um, shout out to Nick, (laughs) (laughs) um, who I still see to this day because it can be a journey. Um, it's been about a year now and I'm able to run. I did a 5k last year. I can lift weights. I don't have uh, pain, rarely have any pain. And if I do, it would be maybe in my lower back, but I'm mm-hmm. working on that and it's, it goes away very quickly. So, right, right, right. So happy. <laughs> yeah. I think you, you mentioned something uh, that is another really good key takeaway is that it takes a while. Uh, you mentioned a year and that is a long time for a lot to a lot of people. And that just underscores that anything in fitness is going to take time we go, whether we mm-hmm. want it to or not, it's going to take time, whether you want to lose weight, build muscle, get healthier, deal with back pain. Like it's, it takes time to, to kind of, to work through these things and, uh, hats, you know, hats off to you for, for doing that for a year. Cause I'm sure that's countless appointments with your physical therapist, um, and being consistent with all these little things like stretching and, sleeping the correct way and mm-hmm. watching at watching what you do. So it is, it, it is taxing and it takes energy. It takes time. It takes money. Uh, but when it comes to your health though, you, I mean, that's, you, you don't really have a choice, right? A hundred percent. I couldn't have said it any better that you don't have a choice because you have to do something. If you don't do, if you're in pain and you just ignore it, it's most likely not going to go away. There is a root cause to things. It'll probably get worse too. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not working out, if you're not strengthening the muscles that are weak or inhibiting or stretching the muscles that are overactive, you're going to continue to go deeper into your 
positioning, whatever faulty right. positioning that you might be in. Right, and right. That's what I think happened to me over the two years too. But then it was like, I couldn't work out because it would cause me pain. So I don't know how, like, what was a definitive moment for it, but it it does take time um, where I have daily uh, exercises that I need to do. I don't just go in and see him and then he does some manual work and that's it. You right, know, right, you, right. You have to take the work home with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and there's days where it's like, I don't feel like doing this <laughs> or I'll be tired. And I'm like, I have to do the physical therapy before I do any workouts. Mm-hmm. So that could also be challenging, but it's so worth it because once you start feeling better, it's like everything else in your life kind of changes too, because you'll have more energy, you know, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm in the exact same, same boat as you. I, I've been going to my chiropractor for a year and I'm going to, I signed up for another year, uh, this last week or this week actually. And same thing. I have daily things that I have to do. Um, I, I go there once a week. I get a massage once a month. Uh, yes. And so it, it, it costs me money, energy, and, and time. And some days I don't want to do those daily things. But but at the same time, I my biggest regret is not going sooner and dealing with this sooner. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of living with the pain. I thought, uh, you know, it's okay. I'll be out for a week. You know, I'll get back to it. And, you know, it just kept happening. And, and, and now I'm looking back and thinking like, what a fool I was. I should have just gone way sooner when it first popped up. And, you know, who, who knows where I would be physically, you know, how much progress I could have made if I got take, take the, took care of this sooner instead of just trying to tough, tough through it or just not wanting to spend the time or energy, you know? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I feel the same way. I'm like, two years is a long time when you're in pain it feels like (laughs) 10 years (laughs) oh yeah yep yep the energy it takes to like just move through life with pain at the same time how do you think you know you're not going to be able to think as well so i i feel the same way i wish i would have started sooner and i think about you know how further along i could be if i had started sooner but I also think that it was perfect timing for in my situation, too, because my physical therapist, the one that I'm working with now, he was too far away for me Uh, um, for a while. And then he moved to an area that was a bit closer. So now I can go see him. And I was very like intentional and detailed about who I was going to see because I had taken the physical therapy classes. I took mm-hmm. the certifications. I knew a, a decent amount of information where it was like, I can do things on my own to a degree, but right. I need someone that's specialized in like this specific thing that I've been researching. So once I found him, I was like, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's important as well is that even though you took all these courses that you've been training for a while yourself, uh, you still sought out an expert opinion or expert someone else's help, right? Instead of thinking that you had all the answers and that you could just figure it out on your own. You took 
you just went and found someone else who was an expert to help kind of help you through that and it worked out really well for you. Yeah, imagine trying to figure things out on your own is great. And to a degree, I feel like that is necessary. But then when you meet with someone who's living like the treatments and the anatomy and like all these things, they're practicing this, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week, or mm-hmm. maybe even more. And they're taking continue, continuing education courses right, constantly. Right. right. Their level of knowledge is going to definitely be way more than, you know, you have time to like catch up on. So exactly. your exactly. progress is going to be so much more because you yeah. helped, you know, hired them. Yeah. And I think that there's a parallel to that with, I, I know in my life specifically, there's a lot of times I invested in uh, expert opinion or expert help, uh, like my trainer, right? That's how I got started in strength training, taking strength training seriously is I hired a trainer, right? And I'm still with them uh, today. Nice. Uh, but I, I got to the point where I realized that if I wanted to go to the next level or, or, or really take this seriously, then I needed help, right? And the watching YouTube videos and Googling different workouts just wasn't cutting it anymore. I needed, you know, someone else to to kind of help me out and, and kind of guide me along the path, the right path. And I not, you know, I've done that with my business. I've done that with office of the chiropractor, and so I, I think that's something that's uh, very underrated. A lot of people don't aren't willing to do because it does cost money, and you know, it, you know, everyone charges different prices. But at the same time, it's it's an investment in yourself. And I think it, it, sometimes you just got to recognize that you, you don't have all the answers and you need that expert opinion. Kind of like, uh, like I know nothing about plumbing. So I'm, yeah. I, I, there's no way I'm going to go deal with any plumbing issue on my own. I'm just going <laughs> to hire someone to take care of it because it probably cause more damage uh, doing it on my own or waste more time. So I, I think it's really awesome that, that you recognize that because I know especially, it's really hard for people who have been training for a while to to take a step back and recognize that sometimes even we need help even though we've we've been training for a while we have we have all this knowledge that even we need help sometimes oh yeah trainers need trainers you know we all need someone to to look to you know to mentor us to give us some more information to guide us to provide structure all of these things and it's worth the investment you know, if you pick the right person, it's definitely like, don't tell him, but I would pay more yeah. for <laughs> if I had to, you know, because right, right. it's just the work that's being done is so quality and I right. wouldn't have been able to achieve that on my own. Right. So, and not only for, you know, physical therapists, but like you said, other things, it could be applied to any part of your life that you may need help with. You can only, right. you can get so far with teaching yourself, but getting an expert is gonna just propel you forward so much. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Easier. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, so I want to move on to um, some recommendations that you had for dealing with back pain or some things that you've done that were really helpful for you. Uh, so I think it'd be good to give people some specific things that they could do to help with back pain if they're dealing with back pain. Yeah, so the specific things, I think um, we touched on a lot of them, 
um, already is basically, you know, educate yourself, you know, do record yourself, do an analysis, Mm -hmm. see what it looks like when you move, because the way that you move in space and the way you feel might be different. You know, you might feel like you're doing it correctly, but if you're like wobbly or you're weak, like maybe you can identify some things that you could work on. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Work on the connection with your body, like sensing what's going on in your body. Are your calves sore? Do your feet hurt? Simple things like that can give you signs of, you know, maybe I need to foam roll my calves or Mm -hmm. maybe I need to stretch the right side of my body because this feels tight compared to the other side. Um, And also like, in addition to the connection or like sensing your body, like trust your body too. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not meant to go against you. It's doing the best that it can. If you have a weakness in one area and another area takes over, it's doing that to help you move. <laughs> so it's not like intentionally, you know, doesn't want to be in pain either. Um, so, and that was big for me, like learning to trust my body again. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, oh, I, I could cycle for 20 minutes and right. not get any pain. I was like, oh, that is, that's great. And right. I just felt so grateful. Um, so then the pillow thing too, like sleeping experiment with maybe one pillow or two pillows under your, your knees. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a pillow that's not as thick under your head. Or if you sleep on your side, I put two pillows between my knees as well when I'm on my side. Mm-hmm. And I put a small pillow under my ribs because a lot of times when we sleep on our side, we're going to get compression in our shoulders. Mm-hmm. We're sleeping on our side. So all the weight is going into the shoulder that we're leaning on. If we put a pillow on the side of our ribs, that's going to allow for some more space and like take the pressure off of your shoulder a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that has helped me immensely. And there's other things too, like just lifestyle things in general, you know, making sure that you're not eating junk food. That's going to be, you know, inflammatory to your body. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're drinking enough water because the muscles need hydration too. Mm -hmm. Um, Stretching as well, if you have identified that there's a, a tight muscle that might help. Acupuncture, massage, and physical therapy. See an expert. Yes, yeah. I, I, I definitely uh, will put another plug in for stretching because that's something that I should be doing every day. But it has that's something that's really, really helped me out uh, with my not only my back pain, but just my overall performance. Um, especially when it comes to any sort of movement that requires uh, a large range of motion. So squats are a great example of that. I, I feel like just by stretching as often as I can, my entire my entire body, upper body and lower body stretches, uh, that, that's had a real impact, a positive impact on my performance in the gym. And it, I, I, I'll go back to spending time and energy taking care of your health because it, you, you when you stretch, I, I do the static stretching, uh, and I usually just watch a TV episode. But it does take time, right? And sometimes I get lazy and I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But 
it just goes back to that that point of taking the time and and to invest in your health uh because if you you some, sometimes we just have to carve out time right because if you don't do it uh though some things things aren't going to get better or uh you're just going to going to prolong certain issues or your your, your performance is not going to be as as good or as great as it could be if you invested the time on doing these other daily things that a lot of people just don't do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, what if you have a goal and that's kind of, you know, causing a, a delay in that, you know, you never know. So I think just investing in yourself, like you said, by getting an expert and taking care of your body as much as possible. I know like we're all busy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all production culture like i need to be productive every hour of the day but right, right. you can't really do that if you don't feel good <laughs> oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. And, and then and on top of that these issues can cost you a lot of time and money down the road mm -hmm. if you don't deal with them i'm sure i could have saved a lot of time if i just did basic things like stretching earlier in my in my life <laughs> instead of yeah. just not doing it right maybe maybe not but um you know, so sometimes it's just better to deal with it now and, and instead of waiting later because it's going to it could be even more expensive or more time consuming later on uh, if, you, if you put it off for too long. Yep, we're not getting younger. We don't, you nope. know, age in reverse. So <laughs> the nope. ability to like heal can slow down over time, over the years. So it's in you know your best interest to like do it now. And then maintain that as you age and because mm -hmm. you'll be able to, you know, if you can maintain a pain free way of life and continue to lift weights, then your bone density isn't going to reduce as much Absolutely. Um, for yep. men and women. You know, yep. after a certain age, it starts to you start to lose your, your bone mass over time. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's probably that's a whole separate uh, discussion <laughs> topic of because uh, that's why they call it bodybuilding because you're building up your mm -hmm. body and not only your muscles but also your bones as well. That they they change when you uh, consistently lift weights. Uh, great point. That's a whole other uh, topic of discussion. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think just to wrap this up, uh, you, you made a lot of great points, especially when it came uh, came to things that you could do. And some of the things that you mentioned are really really simple that don't require uh, a specialist or any sort of any additional money it just requires time like like stretching uh you could just do that at home right any in any morning mm -hmm. that that could be extremely helpful for a lot of people um reducing stress eating healthy drinking water uh watching your sleeping habits or how you sleep those are all things that are really just free that people can do at home or without any sort of expert and so i definitely want to uh plug all those things because those are things that are easy to do but can have immense benefits uh down the road for people yeah for sure and also like just your your mental state you know mm -hmm. watching yep. Yep. um your mental state in a sense of staying as positive as you can and knowing if you're putting energy into it and you're investing that it can get better it's not a life sentence to pain. Um, you know, some issues may be more severe than others, but mm -hmm. there is hope for a lot of people. This is something yep. that is very common throughout the population. 
and people don't need to suffer as long as they as they do. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I know you focus on dealing with back, like your your back pain and, and my back pain as well. But all, all these principles can be applied to any sort of pain that you have, any sort of chronic injury uh, mm-hmm. that you have. And you made a, you made a good point that uh, if you're dealing with pain, doesn't have that that doesn't have to be the end, right? You could you could take some actions to to address that, um, and and ideally get back to uh, have living a pain free life. Um, but I I want to wrap wrap things up. Uh, now and I, I, Linda, I appreciate you uh, again. Take the time uh, to talk. It was a really good discussion, and I, I, I think a lot of people are going to get some value out of this. Because again, I think a lot of people deal with back pain. Um, mm-hmm. But do you have any other closing comments before we uh, hop off? Um, I just want to thank you for having me on and allowing me to share my story. And if this you know reaches just one person <laughs> and helps them, then you know. I've done my job and I'm very grateful to be able to provide people value through my experiences. It doesn't have to be a waste of of time, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. We'll definitely have you back on. Uh, There's some other topics that we definitely talk about. Like you mentioned, the building your, oh, the, the helping with uh, bone density with with strength training. That's definitely a, a good topic, but yeah, thank you again for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I can be found at Paul Fit Prime on Instagram and I will see you next time.